Hi, I'm Vince Neal of Motley Crue. We don't want to lose any of our fans. We want them alive. Come on, New York. If you drink, don't drive. Tonight on the 85 Grave Show, we explore the death of Hanoi Rocks drummer Nicholas Razzel Dingley, killed on December 8, 1984, in an automobile crash as a passenger of inebriated Motley Crue singer Vince Neal. First, a brief narration of the events leading to Razzle's untimely death. Then, a narration of statements from Motley Crue and Hanoi Rocks band members. Next, an in-studio discussion of surrounding events regarding Razzle's life and final days, as well as the Motley Crue book, The Dirt, and subsequent movie of the same name released today. Then, we take you to Redondo Beach, California, to see video and picture footage of the crash site as it appears today. Finally, take a death ride with us as we retrace the exact route from Vince Neal's condo to the liquor store and ultimately to the crash site where Razzle lost his life. Nicholas Charles Dingley, also known as Razzle, was born in Royal Leamington Spa, England on December 2, 1960. Razzle was known for his dramatic fashion and standout drumming in the Finnish glam band Hanoi Rocks. In late 1984, the band embarked on its first U.S. tour. During one show, Hanoi Rocks frontman Michael Monroe suffered a fractured ankle, forcing the band to take some days off in order for Monroe to receive treatment and to rest his ankle. Motley Crue frontman Vince Neal, a friend of Hanoi Rocks, invited the band to his rented Redondo Beach condo for a barbecue and party. Motley Crue had just begun to hit the big time and was on a rare touring break. The band was deep into heavy partying, enjoying their newfound fame and fortune for the first time. On December 8, 1984, four days after Razzle's 24th birthday, the condo party was into its third straight night and the alcohol was running low. Vince had just bought a 1972 Ford Pantera and was eager to show off his new vintage sports car. Razzle asked if he could join Vince on the three-block trip to the liquor store, and Vince obliged. Around 6.30 p.m., Vince and Razzle headed down the Ocean View Street towards the liquor store. They grabbed a couple hundred dollars worth of liquor and hopped back into the Pantera. Since the vehicle had no back seats, Razzle carried the alcohol in his lap for the three-minute drive back to the party. After the first stop sign, Vince made a left and tore down the street for the final stretch home. As Vince shifted into second gear, the rear end of the Pantera slid to the right, launching the vehicle into oncoming traffic at 65 miles per hour. The Pantera smashed sideways into a white Volkswagen occupied by a young couple. Due to the angle of the slide, Razzle's passenger door took the full force of the impact. The couple in the white VW were both seriously and permanently injured. Vince acquired only minor injuries. Razzle, however, was knocked unconscious with serious bleeding from the head. The ambulance arrived and transported Razzle to the nearby South Bay Hospital, where he was pronounced dead at 7.12 p.m. due to severe head injuries. He was 24 years old. from Vince Neal in The Dirt Book. It had started out as a barbecue to celebrate the kickoff of our third album, but nobody wanted to go home. The party was a revolving door of people, but a few never left, like a couple of girls with apartments in the complex, an NBC anchor man who lived next door, and Tommy. I finally got some sleep on the third night of the party. 
That night, the booze ran out. I had just bought a 72 Ford Pantera, which is a fast, beautiful car, and Razzle wanted to see what it was like to ride in. It was bright red on the outside with a sleek black leather interior. We were both fucked up and shouldn't have driven, especially since the store was only a couple blocks away and we could have easily walked. But we just didn't give it a second thought. Razzle wore high tops, leather pants, and a frilly shirt. A 24-7 rock and roll god he wouldn't ever be caught in the jeans and Hawaiian shirt that I was wearing. We screeched into the parking lot and picked up a couple hundred dollars in beer and liquor to keep the party going. The car had no back seats, so Razzle held the bags of booze in his lap in the passenger seat. On the way home, we were driving along a hilly road that wound up the coast. It was full of little dips and hills, and as I was heading up a slight incline, there was a small bend ahead, just before the top of the hill. It was dark, and for some reason the streets were wet. Since I hadn't been outside that night, I wasn't sure if it had been raining lightly or if the streets had just been washed. As I approached the bend, I noticed that the gutter on one side of the road was full and was draining water and sewage into the gutter on the other side. As the car rounded the curve, I shifted into second gear for the final stretch home. But as I did so, the wheels chirped and the car suddenly slid sideways in the water to the left into the lane for oncoming traffic. I tried to maneuver out of the skid, but as I struggled with the steering wheel, a pair of lights bore down on me. Something was coming over the top of the hill and heading straight for us. That was the last thing I saw before I was knocked unconscious. When my head cleared, Razzle was lying in my lap. I forced my mouth into a smile for him, as if to say, thank God we're all right. But he didn't respond. I lifted his head and shook it, but he didn't budge. I kept yelling, Razzle, wake up, because I assumed that he had been knocked out too. It was like we were in our own little world. I didn't even realize that this was taking place in the Pantera until people began looking and reaching into the car, pulling Razzle out to the street. I started to climb out of the car, but the paramedics rushed over and laid me on the pavement. They reek of alcohol, a medic yelled at the officers as he bandaged my ribs and the cuts on my face. I thought they were going to take me to the hospital, but instead they left me sitting on the pavement. From Tommy Lee in the Dirt Book, It was me, Mick, Vince, and the guys from Hanoi Rocks who were in town partying. We were doing a shitload of drinking at Vince's and just having a killer time. We'd probably been barbecuing, boozing, and occasionally sleeping for a good three or four days when we finally ran out of beer. Vince wanted to show off his new Pantera, so he asked who wanted to make a beer run. Razzle volunteered first, and the two of them disappeared out the door. The liquor store was only a few blocks away, but they were gone for a long-ass time. Mick had disappeared too, and no one knew where he had gone, but that was typical behavior for that sneaky fucker. Nicky hadn't even shown up to the party, so no one knew where the fuck he was either. Dude, I said to a collective couch of wives, even if Vince took Razzle on a fucking joyride, they should be back by now. The liquor store is only around the corner, so what the fuck are they doing? That's when we began to worry that maybe they'd crashed or been jacked for cash. I had no clue. Then we heard ambulances careen past the house, whip around the corner, and squeal to a halt. I sobered up on the spot. I think everyone did, because there was no doubt who those ambulances were for. We ran out of the house. The road curved around to the left, making it impossible to see what was around the corner. We walked and walked and walked. It seemed like forever watching the red flashing lights bounce off nearby buildings. When we turned the corner, 
There were fire trucks, ambulances, police cars, and dozens of people in shorts standing on the corner just gawking. I turned my head to see what they were gawking at, and the first thing I saw was that red fucking Pantera. It was smashed. Not head on, but at a slight angle, into another car, and its passenger side had collapsed on itself like an accordion. The road was littered with shit. Glass, metal, plastic, and in the middle of it all, a fucking Chuck Taylor high top. It was the shoe that Razzle always wore. From Vince Neal, The Dirt Book. It seemed like a bad dream, and at first all I could think about was my car and how badly it was totaled. But then Beth and some people from the party arrived and started freaking out, and it slowly began to dawn on me that something bad had happened. I saw a decimated Volkswagen and paramedics loading a man and a woman I didn't know into an ambulance. But I was in such a state of shock that I didn't realize this had anything to do with me or real life. Then a police officer walked up to me. How fast were you going? The speed limit's 25. I told him that I didn't remember, which was true. Only later did I recall the speedometer needle pushing 65. He gave me a breathalyzer test, which I would have refused if I was in my right mind, and I measured a .17. Then he read me my rights and, without handcuffing me, led me into the back of his squad car. At the police station, the officers glared at me. They kept asking me to tell them what happened, but all I could say was, where's Razzle? I figured that they had put him in another room to give a separate statement. The phone rang and the commanding officer left the room. He came back and said coldly, your friend is dead. When he spoke those words, the impact of the accident finally caught up with me. From Hanoi Rocks guitarist Andy McCoy in 2016. I had totally cleaned up my act and we were going to work hard. Some of the other guys had a different attitude. It was party, 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 party till you fucking drop. But that was mainly nasty and razzle. I remember Zeppo, our manager, having a heavy speech with razzle. You're going to kill yourself if you keep partying this way. And I remember a drunken razzle standing there, quietly listening to him slagging off his lifestyle. And he just looks up and says, you know, I don't care if I fucking die. I just want to get to L.A. And he got to L.A. He just never got to enjoy it and I just wish he had. The part I remember most is identifying his body. Having to ring our manager to bring the guys to the hospital, I just couldn't tell them over the phone. And when they got down there, I had already identified him so that nobody else had to see his smashed up head. I told them what the doctor told me, which was the most important thing, he hadn't suffered at all. May he rest in peace. About a month before he died, we saw a picture of a wrecked car where people had died when going over the speed limit. It was like a dark omen that looked just like the scene of the crime. Because it was a crime, not only did Razzle die, two young people got crippled. Welcome back to the 85 Grave Show. I'm Lauren Lucifer. I'm Bobby Blood. What's up, everybody? Glad to be back. Yes, we're back. So tonight's our first um, death stalking episode. A lot of people were asking us 
um, you know, when they see in our description, like, hey, what is death stalking? Yeah. It's a weird term, huh? Yeah. Well, I couldn't think of nothing else to call it, but this, this is death stalking. Yeah. So what it basically yeah. is, is we find, you know, things right now, it's just things that are interesting to me or us, you know, um, this thing with Razzle has been something that I've been kind of obsessed about for like months and months. Oh, uh, no. Well, I mean the research. Yeah. The research has yeah. been months, but talking Year, decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since pretty much since it happened. Yeah. You know, so that means we're going to go and we're going to find the locations, as much information as we can about it. Anything, any information leading up to it and whatnot. It's pretty well documented what happened. But what yeah. what I did was, uh, what we did was, we went and we filled in a lot of the holes as to what really happened that day, where it happened, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we waited until the Dirt book came out, or I'm sorry, the Dirt movie. You know, and the reason I was yeah. waiting was because I was kind of hoping that there might be some more clues in there, and I actually, I was actually worried that they were going to film it in the exact locations that it happened. Right. Because right. I wanted to be the first one to to unveil that. Mm-hmm. To but, the world. Yeah, but at the same time, it was like I kind of wanted confirmation that yeah. I had the right spots. Because it's been months that mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with getting over there and yep. filming this. Once I once I found the location, this is what I do in the middle of the night is <laughs> I... Not sleep. No, I don't do I don't bother with that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I took, I took a lot of clues from the Dirt book and, um, you know, things that Tommy Lee said, things that Vince Neil said, and a lot of interviews and stuff. If you take all those clues, you know, I was able to find his condo, you know, just just their description of the mm-hmm. way the street looked, the way where the liquor store was, all this and that. So I found the liquor store. Mm-hmm. I found the condo. And it was it's 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 believed, you know, people think that this happened at a certain intersection. It's a four way stop and mm-hmm. like basically a residential. Area. It's a coastal highway or a coastal road. It's not really a highway. It's a real narrow road. OK, yeah, yeah. Um, but people think that it happened at this intersection. Well, that's I don't I knew that wasn't possible, and the reason is because if he was going, you know, sixty five or whatever, and hit somebody there, he would have to run a stop sign. And if yeah. that was the case, that would be what they said. Oh, Vince Neil ran a stop sign and killed somebody. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't there. So I retraced, or we retraced this, you know, from the <laughs> condo to the liquor store, and in one of the pictures that I was able to find, you can see this very particular looking staircase behind yep. the uh, Volkswagen that they hit. And sure enough, about halfway uh, up that road, about, well, it's exactly 404 feet from that intersection, I know, because <laughs> I'm a maniac and I measured it. Because I needed to see how, how it was possible he could get going that fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. So 404 feet up the road yeah. is the staircase, and I, and I found it. So now I know exactly, and you'll see that in the footage at the end of this video. Um <clears throat> So, yeah. very interesting. It was really weird to be there, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, after all these years of wondering, because, you know, when something happened like that, you know, you only knew you heard it on the news. You knew he killed somebody. You knew this and that. Yeah. No but internet, nothing, no, you know? No, there was none yeah, of that. Yeah, so. So, you just kind of, you know, in, that's the way my mind works. I mm-hmm. want to envision it. I want to experience it. I want to see mm-hmm. what happened. So... It was it was a trip to be there, and it was you know what time was it like two in the morning? Yeah. But we had to do that because that's the only time there's no traffic in Redondo <laughs> Beach. Amazingly. So, yeah. So, <laughs> but um, 
So yeah, so we always knew, you know, we, we you know at one point we were actually kind of irritated with Vince Neil because he used to live right up the street from us <laughs> in our old house. Yeah. So we yeah. would hear him driving his Ferrari down. There's like this private, not a private road, but a side road. Yeah, like that a- was close to where mm-hmm. we lived. That was a road we took all the time, and we'd hear this dickhead just blasting down the street, and we knew it was him because he because of the damn yellow Ferrari. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who else has that? You know? And he lived right by us, so. Um, and you actually saw him. You met him at the Walgreens where he was, where he would always drive to. That's, yeah. That was the road he had to take to get to that Walgreens. <laughs> Random. Right. Vince Neil at Walgreens yeah. picking up a prescription. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But I'm sure it was something cool. Maybe Viagra or something. Nah. No. I don't think he needs that. The dude's been a sex addict for like 50 years. Yes. Oh my gosh. Since like high. Oh. Yeah. He's yeah. probably got to get like boner suppressants. Yeah. Maybe penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know, man, but he, uh, (laughs) (laughs) he seems like a cool dude to me. I mean, everybody, he got a bad, I don't, I want to say he got a bad rap, but you know, they were fucked up, man. I think, you know, I think that what happened, you know, he, he got, he got villainized for that. Definitely demonized. Yeah. It was a DUI and he killed Razzle. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and that's, and that's true. And I'm not taken away from that because that's the truth. But now that we've taken that drive and we see how short of a distance it is, distance, yeah, and we know what kind of car he was driving and we know what they were doing, I honestly believe that he was just showing off and trying to show off how fast that car was. Yeah. Cool. And the fact that that road is so narrow and it's so, um, it's such a short distance to where the he had to have been he had to have floored it from that mm-hmm. from that stop sign from that intersection. Yeah. So I figure, and he even said that when he shifted into second, the road was wet and he slips. He, he's just trying to cover his ass. What happened was, I believe, he wound out. Yeah. He was hauling ass, you know, floored, wound it all the way out. When you hit it into second, it kicked sideways. Oh. And right there is where he, he spun into. He went sideways, went into the other lane, and oh hit the, the Volkswagen head on. Because, Damn. you know, you saw it was literally a minute, not even a minute drive from the... Yeah. From the liquor store. Being in a Pantera, though. Yeah, in that car. So I believe even if he wasn't drunk, they would have probably gotten a wreck because he was mm. fucking off, you know? Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's and hard he, to you know, say. he's guilty of that. But people, you know, you got to remember, too, the dude was like 20-something years old. Yeah. Then he goes to jail for it. <laughs> you know, they give, they let him off jail, basically. They let him off. He, he got, what, 30 days? Yeah, but I think he did 19 or something. Yeah, that's right. 19 days. Yeah. And during that time... The guards were bringing him beer. Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> booze and bitches. You know? The three so, Bs. Right. I don't know what the third one is. Oh, I did beers, booze, and bitches. Hey, whatever. Beers. How about bars? Like <laughs> jail bars. Bars. Oh, my God. Bars, booze, and bitches. That's what, his, <laughs> that's what his jail stay was. So, but I mean, the dude was 22, 23 yeah. years old. And they let him off because, you know, he, he, he got, he had to pay like two and a half million, a little bit mm. more. I believe it was 2.6 to the victims that he hit in the Volkswagen, you know? Yeah. He had to pay two and a half million to them. Yeah. So um, they decided that instead of him going to prison where he couldn't pay anybody anything, <laughs> that they would let him, you know, that they would leave him out so he could tour and make the money to pay them. Yeah. But is that his fucking fault that he, that they let him out? It's not like I he mean, was, the, it's not like he was his own judge. They let him right, out. Right, right. You know, then he goes to jail. And the guards are bringing him beer and women. Yeah. Like how, like how is the guy 
this is a kid now. Keep in mind, this is a 21, mm-hmm. 22, whatever he was. Yeah. How Rockstar. is he supposed to learn anything, you know? So yeah. in my mind, you know, yeah, he fucked up, but it could have happened to anybody. Yeah, at, Especially definitely. anybody at that party. And Razzle, rest in peace, bless his soul. Yeah. He was partying too. And it was his dream to get to L.A. and party like an animal with yeah. these guys. And that's what he wanted to do. And that's how he went out. And, you know, people could say he died the way he wanted to. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to die at 24. Was, yeah. But, you know, he was he was a participant. Got, yeah, yeah. You know. And Vince, you know, he fucked up. They gave him a light sentence. Not his fault. Right. They didn't enforce it. You know, he's in jail. That's all crazy. that. You know, so the system failed him too. You know mm. what I mean? I'm not sticking up for the guy. I'm just saying that I don't believe he's like the big son of a bitch ever makes everybody makes him out to be. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, but I don't know. What do you think? He's been when, through a lot, man. Yeah, with his daughter and everything. Like, I mean, okay, he's an alcoholic. It's hard to watch you know? that scene with his daughter, and it's even more descriptive in the book. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But seeing it, it's just like ah. Yeah, that shit was rough, man. Like, I don't know how anybody could get through that. Right, and didn't you say something though? The neighborhood they lived in caused cancer for some other children you know i couldn't I, I couldn't find those articles but oh, i know okay. sometime in the past like yeah. sometime in the last like four or five years i researched it and and there was like more wow. cases of cancer like in this area he lived or yeah. some, something like that I but it was wanna... like in children right because they have weak like weaker immune systems I, at the know, time I, I i believe that yeah. was the research i found maybe somebody can look that up and yeah yeah maybe we're not somebody verifying that yeah yeah somebody let us know but that'd be crazy yeah if that happened to yeah. other yeah. so but back to razzle you know um suck that he died you know sucks yeah you know, but... of course you know a lot of people didn't know who hanoi rocks was i mean i didn't I, yeah i mean i didn't either Nobody, the reason people know who Hanoi Rocks is is pretty much because of that. Yeah. So uh, one thing people don't know, probably don't know, is that Hanoi Rocks was one of the biggest influences for Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if you look, if you go back and look at some old, even the videos that we post here mm-hmm. on this video, look at how much the guitarist, Andy McCoy, mm-hmm. look how much Izzy Stradlin looks like him, acts, you know, plays like him, yeah. same guitar, same clothes, everything. Look at Axl Rose. Look at his hair and all that compared to Michael Monroe when, mm. when, when they first came out. Yeah. You know, plus they had that like punk rock mentality, you know. Yeah. Because Motley Crue, Hanoi Rocks, Guns N' Roses, these dudes were like the guys in a glam with the makeup and shit, but they'll, they'll beat your ass too. Oh, you know? yeah. There's some ass beaters. Yeah. They were like they were like a punk rock type of dudes. You know, they had the mentality. Right. But they, they just looked... played that pussy music. But yeah. So what? You and, know? and makeup and stuff that could make them look... Not ass beatery. Yeah, they were just they were. they were after chicks. That shit worked. Yeah, know? apparently it worked. Yeah, so but yeah, that was uh, Hanoi Rocks. You know that they they played a little bit a little while longer. I think after mm. Razzle died, but um, and I know they used the, the the drummer from the Clash, which was one of my okay first favorite punk bands. You know, yeah, yeah. That uh, but um, and another weird thing that I can't believe nobody's really picked up on this: the date he died was December eighth. The mm. day that Razzle died. Mm-hmm. So that was also the same day that um, Dimebag Daryl died. Yeah. And also the same day that John Lennon died. Damn. So there's like, there's like, you got the 27 Club, but there's really like a December 8th Club. Yeah, that's trippy. Maybe we'll do a show on that one time. Yeah. Like the a, December 8th Club? Yeah. <laughs> the 12 8 Club. The 128. 27 Club sounds more interesting too, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a trip. Yeah, it is. That's a trip. So, uh, 
um, you know, going there and seeing all this and stuff. That's that's that was the death stock. I'll tell you the one thing, the two two things that was really crazy to me, like the most iconic shot of the whole accident, and the one thing that they always showed on the news when it happened mm-hmm. was Razzle's Converse, his shoe yep. in the street, and I was able to, you know, based on the pictures, find that exact spot. So yeah. you'll see in our footage, you're going to see it after this commentary, um, that I, I put a Converse, your Converse actually, <laughs> I took Yay. one of your shoes and I put it in the street exactly where it was. So when you see our footage, the new footage, that's exactly where the shoe was. That's mm-hmm. exactly where it happened. Um, we found everything. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. you guys like all the details. Hope so. And, <laughs> Let uh, us know. Another quick thing too, like a lot of people were going to think about the December 8th. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to say, if they look, they're going to see on his, on his headstone, it says December 9th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the reason it says December 9th is because Razzle was from England. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know people think he's from Finland because Hanoi Rocks was a Finnish band. But, Finnish. Hun, but Razzle was actually born in England. I'm pretty sure he li- grew up mm. there, and he's definitely buried there. So he died. He was pronounced dead at like 7, 12 p.m., in America. In America. Yeah. But in England, it was already December 9th. So that's mm-hmm. what they recognize as his death time. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where he's, you know, his, his family, family is and, and all that. Yeah. So, um. Dang. Yeah, that's sad. Pretty, that's pretty much it. From here, uh, I'm going to throw up the, uh, the videos now from the crash site. Yep. And then the last video you're going to see on this, on this, uh, episode is the death ride. We drove from. Vince's condo, and we went through a lot of research to find to make sure that's his condo, and I was still not a thousand percent <laughs> sure. That's why I wanted to wait till the dirt came out, but the dirt didn't give anything. No. They just kind of glossed through the the actual crash really quick. Right. I don't, I don't know how much of that is even accurate. It, you know? Yeah. I know the details aren't always important in a movie. Right. It's not a documentary; it's just a movie. So exactly, um, exactly. But now that it's out and they didn't touch on it, I know for sure. That this is this condo. For sure, yeah. So we drove from the condo to the liquor store, pulled around, came mm-hmm. back, and then turned into exactly where he would have hit the Volkswagen. Yeah. We so, got to mention the other two people in the car that he hit. Yeah, I don't know the man's name, but her, the girl's name was Lisa Hogan. She was only yeah. like 18. She got um, permanently, I think, brain injury. Damn. Brain damage. I think one of them got maybe crippled, but they're Damn. both disabled permanently. Yeah, know, that's I don't know, horrible. I don't know what, to what extent. They mm-hmm. probably don't want that out there. They're probably just trying to live their lives. Yeah, I mean. So respect to them and, you know, never forget the the victims that lived. Yeah. You know, and those are the really the ones that, if anything, you know. I mean, I'm like sure Vince had, ones. like, survivor's guilt, but, I mean, he survived, too. I mean, that's a thing, you know, but. Of course he does. I mean, the guy's not a piece of shit. No, I mean, not at all. He's no. a party animal. Still you know? to this day. Hey, whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Good for him. But it was cool, yeah. yeah. You know, everybody else wants, wishes they could, you know, live right? that long and party that long. Right. I respect the dude. I don't <laughs> care, you know. I mean, I'm not a drinker. I don't, I've never done coke or none of that stupid shit. Oh, but, you're missing out. Yeah, well, you know. Coke is awesome. The night is young. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Just I'll, uh, Maybe I'll break my, my drug-free <laughs> lifestyle or life and fucking just do some blow. Maybe I should have done it before we watched The Dirt. Yes. That would have been the... Because they were for the first time. Yeah, they were. That movie was hype. You guys go watch The Dirt on Netflix. Read the book. It's I don't know. It was it was entertaining to me. So yeah, I thought I loved it. 
the haters, you know, the critics are haters. Yeah, the critics did not like it. Like yeah. I read Rolling Stone article, Esquire magazine or something. They were yeah. they were not liking the movie. Yeah. But critics are critics, whatever. Hey, fuck them. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly was awesome in the he movie. He was, man. I wasn't even a fan of his. Like, I'm sorry, Colson Baker. I'm not yeah. sure if he's trying to just trying to change sp- yeah. to his name because that was in the credits. So, yeah. But anyways, yeah. Machine Gun Kelly, whatever. Yeah. If you were on Team Eminem, I don't know what to say <laughs> to you. But yeah. yeah, he was good. He's really good. I thought he was great, man. Yeah. He was a great actor. If he doesn't get some kind of award for that, yeah, you know, he, he was portrayed great. Tommy so yeah. good. He's a good actor, man. He's really good. Yeah, right. I was really impressed. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I agree. But yeah, you guys, hope you enjoy it. Yeah, hope you enjoy it. We're gonna cut short here. Uh, we're trying to keep this podcast under six hours, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I know uh, we're already we're already pushing thirty minutes total. So yeah, we need it's time to... to cut it. Yeah, you you guys, yeah. So you guys don't will, need this much of us. Yeah. <laughs> so we will catch you next time. Yeah. Um, enjoy the video. Please watch it. Please subscribe to our YouTube. Please, if you're just hearing this, go at least check out. In the description on the YouTube, I put the chapters. Like, So if you look in the, in the uh, what do you call it, the comment or the description, there'll be timestamps. And all you got to do is click them. If you don't want to see certain parts of the thing, you know, you can see. Like, if you just want to see the death ride, just click on the number next to it and it'll yeah. take you right to it. That's dope. But do yourself a favor and, and see the go to see the footage because, you know, we can talk and stuff, but this is really all surrounding the footage. Yeah, yeah. Check it out, you guys, and let us know what you think. Definitely. Have a good one. Peace. Later. This next few minutes is the part you'll definitely want to go to YouTube for. Here's the crash site as it appears today. This is where Razzle Shoe was in relation to the wreck. Right about here would have been the point of impact, about where that, obviously where the shoe is. Then the Volkswagen ended up pushed up uh, right next to those stairs, halfway on the sidewalk, halfway in the street. Here's that iconic view of the crash site where you could see Razzle's shoe. You can see pretty how far it was away from the car, give you an idea of the impact. And their staircase again, the entire scene. Here is the liquor store. The crash was only about a block and a half away from here. So right here on the left, across the street is Vince Neal's old condo. We're in Redondo Beach. He would have pulled out with Razzle in his passenger seat from here on the left somewhere. Now we're heading towards the liquor store. They said many times it was just around the corner, just down the street, whatever. It really is very, very close and you'll see it just takes a minute to get there. We come up to the first stop sign. Now this is the direction that the Volkswagen would have been heading because he hit him on the way back. So now we're heading down second block over here on the right right there is where the crash site was so he passed it he's heading down we're gonna turn right up here at this light or I'm sorry the stop sign keep in mind this was about six o'clock in the evening so there was traffic right now in the video it's about two in the morning
Okay, here's the liquor store on the left. I imagine he pulled in here. Parked probably somewhere in that parking lot, I would imagine, because in the daytime there's a lot of traffic, so he probably had to park in the parking lot. So now I'm going to come out. I'm going to just kind of get a good visual of the front of the store. Here it is. Now we're gonna start the uh, the death ride. So they took off. Now this was a '72 Ford Pantera, I believe. Very fast car. He probably tore down this street. Now everybody thinks this intersection is where the crash happened, but it is not where it happened. I found in the pictures where it really happened. If he would have hit somebody here, he would have had to run a stop sign, and that wasn't case so he takes off up the street he had to have been flooring it because it's just right up here so right now he's probably winding out he said he got up to 65 i would imagine he shifted into second gear about right here and then spun lost control went boom hit right here hit head on with the volkswagen Driving up now to South Bay Hospital, this is where they took Razzle. Now, he was pretty much already dead. I'm sure they knew he was, but they had to bring him to the hospital to pronounce him dead. So right up here, it doesn't look like it's the same layout as it used to be, but this right here was, in those days, the emergency room entrance. So they undoubtedly brought him here, took him through these doors into the back. <laughs> 